Thank you so much, Joe Rivard, for leading us in worship. It's a blessing that we have so many talented people in our congregation who are able to do so from different places, and we look forward to being together as a team again and worshiping together as one family. But until then, I'm super thankful for all the worship arts team and the hard work they've been doing to make it possible for us to continue to sing praises to our God, even from our living rooms. I've heard a number of people comment already that... um, They are concerned about their singing, and they're greatly looking forward to the time when there's other voices to drown out theirs, but we are thankful that we get to continue to worship our God in this way. Uh, Now I'd like to introduce to you our speaker for today. He's someone you heard from last week. He and his wife, Lindsay, Sean, and Lindsay Mahawan. Uh, They are our missionaries in Thailand. They work at a children's home. Sean is a director there and a lead pastor, and Lindsay is a teacher. And they do incredible work, and we're super thankful to be able to partner with them. Many of you uh, recognize Lindsay as one of our own who grew up here at Midland Free, and now we get to see the fruit of the labor of many a good parent and godly influence where they are able to minister in Thailand to the least of these, to children who are orphans and who need uh, not only uh, physical sustenance but spiritual sustenance as well. And so they bring the gospel, and they bring it with love and grace and help people who uh, desperately need it. And so I'm super thankful for their ministry because it um, really reaches out to people who I think are very important, particularly uh, children who are significantly disadvantaged. So as we get ready to listen to Sean, he's bringing a good word for us today, particularly in such a time as this. I just invite you to give a warm welcome wherever you're sitting to Sean Mahawan. Hi there, guys. Uh, it's such an honor to be here with you this morning. Uh, my name is Sean Mahawan. Uh, me and my wife, uh, Lindsay, um, your missionaries in Thailand. And I would like to thank you guys. Um, thank Pastor Jeremy and the church for giving me this uh, opportunity to share with you guys. It's uh, such an honor uh, to be sharing with you guys this morning. And and I think for a lot of us, uh, this year has turned out uh differently than all of us have expected, especially for us um, uh, in Thailand. We have a children's home. Uh, we also have a church. And, and we, at the end of every year, we pray for the next year and we seek God for a word or a theme uh, that we're supposed to live by that year. And, and the, the word that we got um, and that we believe that uh, God had for this season for us was expansion. And so um, I know as a pastor, the way I was looking at it was that numbers would be added to our church and we'll be outreaching more. We'll be sending finances farther out. And uh, it didn't turn out that way. Um, now we, we're all in our, our living rooms. Uh, we're all in our, our homes. And, and our church is doing live stream too now. And so, um, but in a way, I think it's, it's a blessing in disguise. It's um, it's a, a time and season that I believe that the church can be the church um, and be a salt and light within the world. And, and in a way, in Thailand especially, we are expanding because everybody's staying home. And I believe that's true for you and for, for me is that we can kind uh, we can reach out to those around us and keep an eye uh, on those around us. I mean, it's so easy for us. Uh, to look inward and to thank God, thank you for your provision that we can stay like this. But I believe, and I want to challenge you. And my heart in this message is that um, is that we will not only um, 
look for ourselves and for our own good, but we also um, help to help uh, to seek and provide for those that are around us that are suffering more than us. And we can always do more. Um, that, that's what, what I always tell our team. We can always do more. We might feel limited right now, but we can always do more. Um, we can be kinder to people. We can be more giving to people. We we can give our time if we don't have the finances. We can serve. And and so I really uh, encourage you uh, to pray and seek God for what God would have you do during the season. Because this hasn't happened to any of us uh, that are alive right now. This is a very unique situation. And I believe opportunity that the church have to be a church and to reach out and help those that are in need. And so one of the uh, the topic that I'm going to be talking about tonight, the heading or the theme is Count It All Joy. And it's something that I've been struggling with uh, all through my life um, because it says Count It All Joy as you um, uh, run into different trials and tribulation. And I, I don't uh, necessarily like pain and tests. I mean, I was homeschooled um, and so I hate a test and... And um, I, I am bad with pain. My wife calls me a wimp uh, if, if I, uh, when I'm in pain and when I could stub my toe and I'll talk about it the whole week and until it's gone. And I am certainly thankful that she is the one having the babies because if I was the one having the babies, we wouldn't have any kids. Um, and I am so bad with pain. And so counting it on joy um, is definitely a topic that has been challenging to me and and I pray that this word would bless you and that um, you would kind of journey with me and walk with me as we talk about the thoughts that I have for this topic this morning. So let's first of all, let's go with the word of God. Um, I will be reading from the New King James Version, uh, which is um, the God version. This is what God spoke in was the New King James. Um, another thing about me is I joke a lot. I am a bit sarcastic. So if it sounds way off, um, it probably is. I don't. Um, I wish I could be with you guys, you know, so that way you you guys could uh, feel my my vibes on where, where I'm coming from. But I hope hopefully this this works too. But um, if it sounds way off, it's probably just because I'm being 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 silly. So. Uh, let's go to Acts chapter 16, verse 25 uh, through 34. So if you haven't read your Bibles this week, which you should have been because there's nothing else to do, at least a scripture a day, whatever. I'm not going to tell you um, exactly what to do, but now's the time. You have all the time in the world to read the Bible and not do Netflix all day, um, which is something I've been guilty of, too. But Acts 16, chapter 25, it says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was an earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. We all need a suddenly right now. We, we all, in the midst of these crisis, this crisis and, and, and the virus and, and this financial situation we're in, we all need God to step in and turn things around for, for, for his people. Uh, whether it's financial, whether it's relationship, whether it's healing even. We need God to step in and shake things up. And everyone's chains were loosened, verse 27. And the keeper of the prison awaking from sleep, seeing the prison doors open, supposing that the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called the, with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm. 
for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and you and your household, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took took them that same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And he immediately and immediately he and all his family were baptized. Verse thirty four. And now when he brought had brought them to into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced, having believed in God, in all uh, having believed in God with all his household. All right, let's go to another scripture, Luke chapter six, and verse forty seven uh, through forty eight. Luke chapter 6, verse 47 through 48. Whoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, I will show you who he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. All right, let's pray. Dear Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. I pray, Lord, Holy Spirit, that you would empower me to speak your word. And I pray, Lord, that you would just open the eyes and the ears, uh, well, the hearts and the ears of the people listening, that your word would not return void and that, that it would grow in our hearts and that it would produce, uh, produce fruit. And we thank, thank you for all that you are in our lives right now. And we pray for everyone that are struggling, that you would make a way for them and that you would provide for them in their time of need. And please, Lord, help us be your hands and feet during this time. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. So, um, at our church, I say everybody said, and then everybody says Amen. Um, and so, uh, sometimes I have to beg a little bit to get an Amen here and there, because Asian culture is very um, reserved. Um, but uh, I like preaching in America sometimes, because I don't have to beg for it. But... Uh, since you're in your living room, and I know a lot of you guys have been dreaming about an opportunity. You know, sometimes on a Sunday morning, you wake up and you're like, I wish I could just stay on my couch, just with my sweatpants on, with a coffee on the side, or a bowl of cereal, and just be, watch church. Well, now yours your opportunity to do that. So grab your Bibles and notes, and, and let's journey together through uh, my thoughts and, and, the, and the Word of God. And so... Um, many of you may not know, but, um, me and my wife have, uh, two, two daughters and one's three years old, three years old. And the other one's four months, five months old. My wife's behind that. Five months. I don't know how old they are. Um, but the first one, Sierra was really hot and, and she had a, uh, she, she had colic and, and she just, first couple of weeks was nice. You know, the newborn stage, you if you've had babies, you, you know that, but then it turns around and just becomes hell real quick. And especially worse if your baby is colic, and that just means that they're just crying for no reason. And so after a few nights, you know, first night we had her, she was kind of rough, you know, um, that the doctors handed her off to us. And, and and I told Lindsay, I can't do this. Basically, if there was a place to return the baby, I would be in the car returning the baby. Um, but there was no place to do that. So, um, we took her home and it was good for a while, but then it just started getting worse and worse and she just started crying. And so it was probably like 2am in the morning. We've had multiple sleepless nights and we're still having to work and do all this stuff. And so, um, Lindsay being 
all spiritual in that moment was just like, uh, Sean, I think we really need to, uh, for some reason I did a Trump thing. We really need to pray right now. And my wife does not sound like Trump, thank God. But uh, it's like, we really need to pray right now. And, and so I didn't say anything, right? Because I'm like, we are definitely not praying in this moment. And, and now, because I'm supposed to be the leader of the house, you know, I'm supposed to be the spiritual leader. Um, they actually, uh, she, now she's getting aggravated because I'm not leading us in prayer as a family. And so I, <laughs> so basically she keeps pushing me. Now she's getting mad. And I was like, I don't feel like praying. And I feel like a lot of us, when we go into trials and when we are having a storm in our life and everything's going wrong and the year is not going the way that we planned it to be, sometimes the last thing on our mind is to count it all joy or to praise God or to pray pr pray to God. And, and I believe during this time, it's even more crucial for us to pray and to praise God during these times of trials and count it all joy. And 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 so um let's let's go to the word of god um in luke chapter 6 verse 47 it says whoever comes to me this is jesus talking and hears my saying and does them i will show you who whom he is like there's a hearing and there's a doing that is involved with with G jesus it's not enough to just know it's not enough to just um just hear the word of god you have to do them. You have to follow them. Um, the, there is no power in knowing the word of God. Like the devil knows the word of God. Like demons know the word of God. Demons even know Jesus. And 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 we we see multiple uh, times in Jesus walk with God, uh, walk on earth. That that the devil didn't just misquote the Bible. He quoted the Bible to Jesus, trying to. Uh, mis mislead him so it's not enough to just know the word of god but it's doing the word of god that is is um crucial and he uh, and doing the word of god hearing and doing the word of god is equated to uh wisdom also because in ch uh, matthew chapter 7 verse 24 which is the same story matthew is talking about um talking about and the same teaching it says in verse 24 it says therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Knowledge is good, but the application of the knowledge is what I would call wisdom and what Jesus is equating to wisdom. It's like, if you hear my words and you do them, you will be like the wise man. Hebrews 12, 28 says this, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve acceptably with reverence and godly fear. As believers, we don't belong to, uh, to a philosophy. I know many believers, um, many people who call themselves Christians, where they, like, many people like the teachings of Jesus. Buddhists like the teachings of Jesus and the thoughts that he, he, he had, because they're good. How could you disagree with them? But, um, but we belong to a kingdom and we belong to his kingdom, which is unshakable. It cannot be shaken. And so when we, as believers, we, uh, we as believers do not belong to a philosophy. We belong to a kingdom and we must abide and walk in the uh, words of our king. And that kingdom cannot be shaken. You, and it says in uh, verse 28 there, it says, let us have grace. So receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace so that we may serve God. 
what is grace? What 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 is grace? And grace is the favor of God and the ability the, the ability to apply the truth that we receive from Jesus in our lives. That's what grace is. I'll say it again. Grace is the favor and the ability of God to take the truth of God and apply it. Storms may come and un- un- unfortunate events may happen in your life, but at the end, we will not be shaken. Why? Because we have built our life and our house on the word of God, on the rock. James chapter 1 verse 22. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. See, the only thing worse than being deceived by being lied to is you lying and deceiving yourself. And as a pastor, I I, I have learned this, is that a lot of times people will uh, keep telling them the wrong thing, uh, themselves the wrong thing in order to convince themselves that what they are doing is okay and what they are doing is acceptable. And that's them deceiving themselves. And so um, James is saying, don't deceive yourselves. Don't think that just hearing it and just because you can debate debate with people, just because you can talk about the philosophies of Jesus and the thoughts behind it, and you can quote C.S. Lewis everywhere, does not mean, or anybody else, it is not enough. You have to be doing the word of God. Don't deceive yourselves. And so let's go to uh, Luke chapter 6 and verse 48 again. He is like a man building a house. So if you hear and you do them, he is like a man building a house <clears throat> who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood rose and the stream beat um, uh, vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. See, you cannot build other people's lives. That's something I've learned. Is that you can try to build people's lives. You can try to get them to build their lives on Jesus. But at the end, they have to do it for themselves. You have to do it for yourself as I have to do it for myself. Coffee break, guys. Ah, good coffee. So you have to do it for yourself. So Jesus said, a man who hears and does the word of God is like a man who is building a house. It's not literal house Jesus is talking about. He's talking about uh, your life. He's talking about the man's life. So uh, Pastor Jeremy's job, a pastor's job, my job is to provide you with the materials, the knowledge, and the tools to build your house upon Christ. And so just just because you go to Home Depot, just like you go to Lowe's, and you get all the things that you need, the materials, the tools to build your house, and you come back and all it does is sit in the back of your pickup truck, uh, that does not mean that you have a house. That does not mean that your house is built. And, and so when the storms come and trials come, then all of a sudden you, you are in chaos, you are in fear, you are in hopelessness, because during the time that you could have been building your house, you were not. And so that's what Jesus is referring to. And the person that builds their house on the rock is like a wise man. See, those that build their life upon Jesus cannot be shaken. Rain may come and wind shall blow, but you will stand. We as believers will stand during these, these, uh, this season, during this season of hopelessness and fear. Because in John, John chapter 16, verse 33, it says this, These things I have spoken to you, this is Jesus speaking, that in me you may have peace. Not the circumstances around you, not 
if everything's going up and going right, not if you have enough savings in your bank account. No, it's in me, you will have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Jesus said, you have problems. But be of good cheer, or you could say, count it all joy, because I have overcome the world. Because I have overcome the world. It's not in our circumstances that we have peace. It's it's in Jesus that we have our peace. And this is crucial because you, you, you have to understand this, is that your peace enables your joy. And your joy enables our strength. So if you lose your peace, you will lose your joy ultimately. And if you lose your joy, you will lose your strength. And the world during this time needs people of God, needs children of God to be uh, in that state of peace and to have joy and strength. Psalms 34, 1 says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. If I was at our church and I was in church, I would say, say at all times. Okay. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. It doesn't say his praise shall be in my mouth when everything is going well. It doesn't say his praise shall continually be in my mouth as long as I have $5,000, $10,000 in my bank account savings and I feel at peace and 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 even... It says that his praise shall be continually be in my mouth. So because you lost your job during this time, just, just because you are staying at home and, and you didn't get time to, to save up for a time such as this, and the word of God is saying that you must bless the Lord at all times. And, you're, and if you're like me, I'm well, no, I need God to bless me. Not I bless God. That's not how this thing works. No, you need to bless God. You need to praise Him continually. Because why? The Word of God says that God inhabits the praise of His people. It doesn't say that God inhabits the complaints of His people, the whining of His people. It says that God inhabits the praises of His people. And we're not praising God for the problem that we have. We're praising God for who He is in the midst of our problems. We're praising God. He is our refuge. He is our fortress. He is our savior. And he will turn all things for the good of those that love him. So just because you lost your job, we bless him. We praise him. Why? Because he is Jehovah Jireh, which is the God who sees and the God who provides. God sees you in the situation that you're in and God will provide for you. It's easy to bless God when everything's going right. It's easy to bless God, but it is not. But it's hard when you're jobless, when you're hopeless, and when you're stuck in your house. And just like when I was in our bedroom, you know, and my wife's like, let's pray. And when you're in the midst of the storm, that's not the time to be building your house. The time to be building your house is when before anything happens. But our God is full of grace and full power, and he will provide for you during this season. James chapter 1, verse 2. Um, if we were in church, I'll ask the keyboard player to come up and play, just tickle the ivories, just to make me sound all spiritual in this moment. So maybe uh, Malachi can put in a piano, I think, um, in the background while I'm talking. Um, again, you see, joking. Kind of, I would call him up, but joking about the spiritual aspect. Um James chapter 1 verse 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, 
So when something happens, what James is saying: when you attempt it, when you test it, count it all joy. Not, not, not saying, "Oh, yippee, another problem." Thank you, Jesus. No, it's not that. Don't be a weirdo about it, because even Jesus didn't didn't skip to the cross saying, "Yay, I'm going to the cross and going to get beaten half to death." And then at the end of that, I'm just going to be hung on the cross for who God knows how long, just so that,、um, just for the fun of it. No, Jesus didn't want to even. In, in the garden, he asked God, "Is there any other way? You know, just in case, God, like, can I get out of this situation? Can I, like, if there is, let's go that way, God, like, because this route stinks. But nonetheless, I will do whatever you want." And James chapter one verse three. So don't be a weirdo about it. it says knowing. Okay, so you count it all joy because you know, because you know what that the testing of your faith. Produces patience. You count it all joy because you know whatever you're going through now will, at the end, produce a result that will be good for you. Because if you don't know, you will complain and you will whine. And God doesn't enter that situation in complaints and in whining. God enters that situation when we praise Him and when we thank Him for who He is, not for the problem that we have. And so we count. And plus, if we're whining. And we don't know God's truth. We won't be able to know.、Uh, we 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 won't be able to praise Him, and we won't be able to count it all joy. So knowing is the gaining. You can write this down if you want. <clears throat> so you can count it all joy because you know. So the knowing is the gaining of knowledge, and having the wisdom to apply the knowledge that you have. I'll say it again. Knowing is the gaining of knowledge, and having the wisdom to apply the knowledge that you have. So I have the knowledge that what I'm going through right now will produce something in my life. It will produce something for me, not against me. Let the storms come because I am building my life on the rock. You are building your life on the rock. And when,、um, when the winds come and the storms come, we may be tested. Yes, we may be tempted. Yes, but we will not be shaken. Why? Because we have built our life on the truth, on the Word of God. And I like to end with the story of Paul and Silas. There was a point in me reading that story, and something that you have to understand is Paul and Silas <clears throat> was ministering the gospel, and then, and then、um, uh, they they took away the the income of some people that was using a woman that was demon possessed to, and she, she was doing fortune telling, and what and at, and she was praising God and like doing weird stuff and following Paul and Silas wherever they went. And then Paul finally wasn't led by the Spirit, wasn't like in a spiritual moment, but he was just annoyed. Basically, that's what the Bible said. And he turned around and casted that demon out of her. And because he, they did that,、uh, the, these people weren't happy, so they went to some people, stirred up the crowd, and they came to them, beat them, <coughs> and, and then threw them into prison. Now, if I was Silas and I was following Paul, I, I'll, I'll be mad about this. And so. And and but, and and Paul would be too. You know, you're preaching the gospel. God should be. This thing should turn out differently than what we we expected. Just like our lives right now, we expected 2020 to be different. But right now, we're in a whole different situation. And so, in Acts chapter 16 and verse 25, it says, "But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. They were beaten and thrown into prison. So Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God." Praying and singing hymns to God. That word hymns means praises to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. That's something I want to point out. 
there are people watching the church right now. There are people listening to you and I. If all we're doing is quoting CNN and Fox instead of the Word of God, they ain't going to get nothing from us during the season. And this is a prime time for the church to be the church, to be the light and the hope of the world, and to show Jesus. And it says suddenly there was great was an great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loose. So that's what I want. Point out is everyone's chains were loose and all the doors were open. Why? Because two men who were beaten half to death and thrown into prison decided instead of complaining to God and whining to God, they decided to worship Him and praise God for who He was, not for the situation that they were in. They weren't weirdos. They were praising God for who He was in the midst of the situation. And Jesus promised us that He would be with us every step of the way. And so, so, but. God didn't just loosen their chains, didn't just open their doors, but God opened everybody's doors and loosened everybody's chains. And I believe those chains stands for the fear that they were in, the hopelessness that they were in. There are people around us that are chained by fear and chained by hopelessness, and we, as the church, have to praise God, have to worship God, and praise Him for who He is in the midst of this situation. Because we shall serve the Lord just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Just um, even though you may throw us in the fire and we believe that our God is able to help us but even if he doesn't we would choose to praise him and that's where the church needs to be it's like even though if this thing may turn out um, differently than what we expect nonetheless we will praise the Lord and we need to do, do that and so because our praise and our worship it says the same power that did that for Paul as Silas the same power that raised Jesus from the dead the Bible says, lives in us. That same spirit lives in us. And we have that power. And we can loosen the chains of those that are bound around us with fear. We can be the hope of uh, people that are around us. And we can provide for them. So during this time, I just pray that you you are blessed by this word, first of all. And secondly, that you, that you, you just won't talk about this word and debate about it. I pray that you would actually hear it and that you would do it. And... And I pray that you um, that this time for MUC and for the church and whoever listens to this message, that th this message would um, push you to move from beyond your house and start looking at others that are around us and others that are in need. And so let's pray and we will end there. Dear Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. And I pray, Lord, <clears throat> Holy Spirit, you'll just enable us to be your, the hands and a feet of God in this world. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us be a light in the midst of this darkness and hopelessness. And I pray, Lord, that you would enable us to be salt and to impact and 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 touch those around us and impact those around us. And I pray, Lord, that you would reveal to us how we can do more um, in your kingdom. And I pray that we would stand on your word and we, we, are, we will not be shaken because our peace is found in you. And we just give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Thank you so much, guys.